Do you like to be the first name of your sex tape? Well, if you like to be the first to listen to podcasts, you might want to check out our Patreon because now we're offering a brand new membership tier called Name of Your Sex Tape. I couldn't help it, guys. I'm sorry. For five pounds a month, you'll get an ad-free version of our weekly episode on a Tuesday, a full day earlier than its usual release. So you can be the very first to talk about how funny our guest was, how quickly you cracked the case, or how badly I answered a question. Plus, you'll get all the benefits of our regular tier, including our live Zoom records, a special shout out on the podcast, and if you really like to hear us talk, we've got an entire back catalog of extra content. Check it out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Fancy coming along to see Drunk Women Solving Crime live? Ooh, yes please. Why not join us for our monthly London residency at the marvellous Museum of Comedy? We've got monthly shows through to June. Plus, every show is a double header, so you get to see us record not one, but two episodes with two fantastic guests. You can find tickets on our website, drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Shows are selling out fast, so be quick. Noise. Noise. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. is Drunk Women Solving Crime. My name's Taylor Glenn, and I'm a writer and comedian. I'm joined by screenwriter Hannah George. Hello. As well as author and comedian Katie Wilkins. Hello. This is where beer meets breaking and entering, Prosecco meets perjury, and vodka meets vandalism. It's a true crime podcast with a twist of lime. Coming up on Drunk Women Solving Crime... Home Brilliant. of the Mafia, come here to feel at home. Okay, yeah. I hope everybody listening is just picking up some tips. Yeah. Tonight. All that's happening in my head is that hymn that goes, the king of kings. <laughs> Someone will have heard of then, if you're asking us. Otherwise, it's a not fair question. No. <laughs> <laughs> now it's time for drunk women solving crime. Hello, and welcome to a very special episode of Drunk Women Solving Crime. Why is it special? Well, because for the first time ever, we are recording this video, and we're going to release it early to our patrons on Patreon. Don't worry if you're not on Patreon, you're obviously still listening to this, but you might be interested in checking us out over there. More on that later. The other reason why this is such a special episode is that we have a very lovely guest today. Please welcome comedian Sarah Pascoe. Hello. Hi, Sarah. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. 
Oh, we're excited to have you. Being one of the drunk women. Yes. yes. And yes. also, Welcome. Detective Pasco just sounds awesome. Yeah, yes. right? because, of, because of DL and Pasco, there was a TV program where one of the detectives had my surname and I was just out of school, so it was like too late for bullying. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, ha, ha. <laughs> Amazing. It was funny. Immediately, I was just like, I went straight to like, oh, those kids will think you're so cool. You're like an old white male detective, I presume. Like, but no, of course, bullying. Like, yes. dream. Yes. dream. Yeah. Right. Well, Bullet Sarah, touched. we always kick this off the same way, and that is to ask Have you ever been the victim of a crime? Um, I, I've had, a, I think, probably a, a normal around, amount of crimes in my life, which I'd say is quite lucky. You know, when you go to, oh, not been murdered, like, that's pretty good. Like, none of the really bad crimes. And I was trying to think about something that was, would be fun for us to chat about. So yeah. I, I was also a victim, but it was mostly my mum, because she's, she's gone out with two con men. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Two. Yeah, two. Um, oh. Really, really minor con men. Um, so the first, the first con man, he lost a court case. Like she took him to court. So this was, he's, oh, wow. he's absolutely verifiably guilty. My mum was single with three children. And I think part of that made her a little bit susceptible to men that if you were, if you had any self-confidence, you'd go, no one likes me that much. Like no one's that interested straight away. But this guy, Paul, ah. he wanted to move into our house straight away. He told oh. my mum to book this holiday and he oh. borrowed £2,000 from her. Oh and my um, God. then he just didn't come to the airport for the holiday. <gasps> and my mum spent the entire holiday like just bereft on this beach. And like me and oh. my sisters were like, oh, we could, you know, play in the sea or something. And she's like, why? <laughs> Paul's not here. What's the point? When we got home, he'd robbed us and stolen <gasps> our car. And um, so she tracked him down and um, she obviously reported him to the police and stuff. And it turned out that he was married and had another family. Oh, fuck. And and, and literally for £2,000, which just shows you what, again, I mean, what a horrific crime to do to a single mum with three kids working so hard. But essentially she was so trusting and he just manipulated her. And then because she knew where he was, she could see that her car was parked outside his house with this other woman. So she took him to court and she won to get her money back and wow. um, our car back. But then what happens, and it's really, um, really awful, actually, that if in that case, especially if someone owes you a lot of money, what you have is like um, something put on their wages. So you can have like, you know, £15 a week oh, or £30 right. pounds a month. Right. But if they leave a job, you have to do the whole court case thing again. Uh, so he just kept... You're fucking kidding. Oh, my God. So, so it was such a small amount of money, but she was like, it's the principle of the thing. He stole from us. Um, and then he just left the job again. Uh. And so she did it a couple of times and then she was like, I'm oh. just giving up because the, the court thing obviously oh. is time expensive and expensive. Yeah. So then you think that's terrible luck, terrible luck to have <laughs> a man like that. It will never happen again. Yeah. And um, the second con man, I was older, so I wasn't in the house, but um, he was actually in the news, this guy, because yeah. he, pretend, he pretended to be a doctor and he oh, was a doctor. God. And it really was like, um, you know, I think they made an ITV drama but a very similar thing, but with a woman playing it, where essentially he put on a white coat and walked around the hospital like with a stethoscope on. <gasps> but, but the funny thing, guys, is that my mum's <laughs> my mom's boyfriend, right, was called Kevin. Kevin, right? And, and when she told me she's okay. going to a guy called Kevin, I was like, oh, that's not a name. Like, know that, right? <laughs> like that's not a name I've, I think exists. And she was like, yeah, it's just Kevin with an A. And then, it, and then um, 
He was. Uh, he didn't steal from her or anything. So sorry, I think he was. So I think funny. he was trying to see like what he could get out of her. And he told her he worked for the hospitals. So my mum works for the NHS. Anyway, it was then all over that these local papers, like, oh, this man has been defrauding women of lots of money. This is his name, his real name, Kevin. But he just put an L in it and was going under the name Kevin. Wow! Oh like my that, god! That was, that was his big con. Jesus! Wow! I mean, it didn't get past you though, Sarah. You were like, oh, "I smell a rat here." <laughs> you know what? Cool. Someone, when someone's made up their name, I can just tell. I can just, I can just tell. <laughs> That's not a real name. That's a skill. <laughs> oh my oh gosh! Oh my god! That's amazing and heartbreaking. Fucking yeah. hell! Yeah, it's heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking. I think, um, obviously, all kinds of crimes what they demonstrate is lack of empathy for the person you're taking from. And, you know, mm. sometimes that's very easy because someone might shoplift and think, oh, Tesco's doesn't need this or mm. it's not They've taking it from the staff. Or, yeah, or it all gets added back into the price of all the products. Like, yeah. so, so, And so that's why you, it's easy to, empath- to block empathy. But mm. then yeah. someone might do that in a smaller shop and go, it's all right, they've still got plenty of stuff they can survive. And then some people do that directly to people, whether it's theft or, and then, yeah, in cases of assault and things, but yeah. all of it involves not seeing the person as the same kind of human as you, I think. Yeah. Mm. Like certainly making some kind of narrative in your head that yes. you can try yeah. and justify it. Like, mm. What was your know. reaction to your mother? Besides, you know, post Kevin isn't a name. And then yeah. when you found out like it really isn't a name. Um, yeah. What was that like for you with well, her? That one, because I was older, that one's just funny. Like <laughs> it's just completely funny. My That's mom, the light one. Yeah, my mum wasn't in love with this guy, but the guy before, I think what's really hard is that my mum really did believe the best in everyone right. for a long period of her life. Like, she really, she so wanted like a happy ending, like with yeah. her, a man who would come in and they would live to, she'd get remarried and they'd accept her children, which just meant that she was, it was almost too easy to trick her. And uh. so she always had such, because they're not even her worst boyfriends, actually. She just had such <laughs> a <laughs> taste in boyfriends that I think for a long time, actually, I wasn't very sympathetic because I was so furious that these men were like allowed in her house. Yeah. Like, oh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the first one is just the definition of invasion. Like, yeah. how else can I make you feel? I mean, yeah. it's so Completely. traumatic. Yeah. It's just horrific on so many levels. Yeah. Also, like being a kid mom- on a holiday that you're not allowed to enjoy <laughs> because yeah. it's been a complete ruse. Like, that yeah. is so uh, sad. Sorry. How Hannah. old were you, Sarah? We must have been about 12 or 13. Well, I would have been about 12 or 13. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So old enough to understand, yeah, and absolutely get the situation. Um, yeah. yeah. Not not very tolerant. <laughs> <laughs> I always think about like cons like that and people that do these things. It's like, what was the end game for Paul? Like, if your mum knew where he lived and could, he presumably knew, like, used his own name. Yeah. Like, did did his wife just? Because if he was taken to court, did think, his wife I, just oh, say, "Oh, I think oh, she, I think she that's knew." Paul. I wonder. I wonder if it's how he legitimised infidelity that he would go and sleep with other women, but he was effectively like farming no not because he was stealing from them he was like oh I think that she was in on the car it wasn't a surprise to her because she knew because she was driving around in our car she knew it wasn't her car wow yeah yeah she is not absolved of that is she yeah oh wow god my marriage is boring (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, we have many years left, so we could always yeah. kick it up a notch. Yeah. But Jesus, I know. But also, the second you say that, Taylor, I'm like, I'll, I'd be more, be more worried. Yeah, <laughs> be worried because that's what they always say when they're like, I genuinely didn't know he was so boring. <laughs> we're just so normal. I, oh, it's funny you say that because I've I've had that a lot where. I don't know if it's just when he starts to explain what his job is that I glaze over because it's not very interesting or anything. And then like, I have had nights where I can't sleep. I'm like, he could do mm. anything. And I would have <laughs> no idea. Yeah, that would Which be kind of trick. relates that to our case trick. Make because... it so boring that they're never <laughs> yeah. going to latch onto a detail. So if you forget a detail, they don't know. Yeah. Oh, start... I do worry as well. Like I'm in on a con and he's like, I told you, I told you when you yeah, were watching just Harry the by Australia. I told you. <laughs> oh, oh, did I nod and say, yeah, yeah, babe, yeah. Okay, what yeah. you guys need is secret cameras in your house because I want to test those guys. I don't trust either of them. I have secret cameras and we'll watch it back and see if they're gaslighting you and what they're hiding. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, this is definitely and the they way. coming back with cars that you've never seen before. Yeah. Look out for that. How many, how many cars have you got parked around your house? <laughs> have they got other kids' toys in the back? <laughs> we have a lot of phones. Like, I'm oh like, God, are those burners? So What's happening? Phones? <laughs> My husband would be the worst drug dealer in the world. Oh, it'd be terrible. I love the image of that. Hello, come in. I'm doing a very bad Welsh accent. That was insulting to everyone. Okay. Um, Sarah, one thing we always ask is if you could have one or both of these perps, these con men in front of you and you can say whatever you want, mm. you can do whatever you want, what would you do? I would think I would absolutely like give this to my mom as a moment. I don't think Kevin would be worthy of the time, but I think she probably would. After all of this time, she would want to still say to Paul, I think she needs like mm. her Beyonce moment to go, you tried to hold me down and you can't. People like you, they come into my life, they make me stronger. You took 2,000 pounds, tried 20,000 pounds because I'd have had that 10 years later if you'd stuck up. Like she needs, that's what I would yes. to give her. Nice. The, the, opposite, the opposite of a trial, because I guess actually... In lots of like criminal cases, the victims do get to speak, but they get to speak then. Like I guess actually, yeah. with um, the Golden State Killer, it's years and years later that people did get to stand up in court and say, "Okay, you did the worst thing possible, but you didn't destroy my life. My life has continued." Fuck you. Yes. I think mm. I think like that empowerment moment to say to someone, "You're the you're the bad person with the bad life." Thank you. Yeah, God, that's such a good. That's point. really good. Yeah, because presumably, yeah. like murderers and killers and like, criminals, they they're not that bothered about ruining people's lives or making people feel sad. Do you know what I mean? In the sense, that I think it's yes. better that in years, you know, in yeah, years it's time, not, it's not for them because it's not about hurting them. I don't think they're like. And now he really saw what he did is wrong. It's like <laughs> I don't care what I don't care what he or she yeah. hears. Yeah. I need to say it for me. Yeah, and I'm just using all of my ex boyfriends in my head. None of them are criminals. But I'm just like, <laughs> oh, what I'd say now. Oh, oh, <laughs> Hannah, aren't they? Aren't boys all criminals really? Isn't that what true crime has taught us? They should all automatically go to prison and we let the good ones out. Oh, that's interesting. Mm, yeah. Very, very so interesting. Very. Are you going to get angry tweets about that? Shall I say I was joking? Oh, no. I, I, <laughs> no. Like, we only get angry tweets about saying hanged wrong. Oh. Because yeah. sometimes well, no, we say hung by mistake. <laughs> And they are well hanged, not, no, yes. it's to do I, I actually think that it is, it's etymo etymologically correct. You can still say 
hung. You can still say it. I've heard Stephen Fry say Thank it, by the way. You. Because Because I was one uh-huh. of the Because When I did tour guiding, we were taught that it has to be hanged. Or, okay. Like, or hanged. You can be hung yeah, for yeah. as long as you don't kill you. But if it kills you, you're definitely hanged. But actually, both are absolutely fine in proper English. Awesome. <gasps> oh, my right. God. Whoever, at whatever your name was, yes. <laughs> Do you know We've brought it up so many times with yeah. such vitriol. It's, They're no longer listening. They're those, gone. It's one of those little facts that you really cling on to. Like people who go, um, actually, Big Ben's the name of the tower, not the bell. Yes. Like, well done, you. Sorry, everyone knew what I meant. Yeah, yeah. It really actually, does feel like the monster. that. Yeah, Frankenstein's actually, the, the doctor. Yeah. yeah. It was guys. actually a great tweet that was something like... Um, what is it that um, that Frankenstein's the doctor and you, the person pointing this out, are the monster? <laughs> now it's time for drunk women solving crime. Sarah, thank you so much for sharing those tales yeah, with us. Yeah, oh my God. And it is now time to solve some true crime. Are we ready for that? Yeah. Yes. Sure. That's, that's what we're here for. That's what we're here for. Yeah, baby. Um, so just a warning, this episode is going to contain bad Italian pronunciations <clears throat> on my part, but I will do my best. We are going to talk about somebody called Vito Cacioferro, better known as Don Vito, also known as the boss of bosses, question, what could he be known for? Boss of bosses? Yes. That is a really, really great title, yeah. isn't it? It's just all that's happening in my head is that hymn that goes, the king of kings. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, when you were a kid and then like everyone, someone would always say the extra of kings when yeah. there wasn't an extra of kings. That's not helpful to the yeah. case, but that's what's happening. It's in really life. helpful to get inside of your head like that though, Katie. I like that. <laughs> That's beautiful. Also, if the boss of bosses is listening, now they've got an idea for a theme tune. <laughs> yeah, right. I yes. like, it's like, not only am I on a podcast, I've now got a tune. <laughs> so what, Vito is his name. Vito. Yeah, Pasco's so making notes. Name, Detective Vito. Pasco is in the elite force that makes notes. I'm making Ooh. notes, yeah. It's only yeah. like, she's only like the fourth person who's done that. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. It's impressive. I, it bet it's a, I bet it's a psychopath test. I bet it's an absolute. <laughs> this person is too busy trying to imitate the correct behavior. <laughs> Psychopathically awesome. Oh, it's you, Jenny Eclair. I've forgotten who else. Fern Britain. She oh, did. Fern Britain wrote it down. Oh, yeah. She did. Yes. She did. But, but great detectives. Yeah. So, yeah. So the boss yeah. of bosses. Yep. It kind of it feels like it's a cool name unless you gave it to yourself and you were my <laughs> boss at Nationwide in 2008. Like that, if he called himself Give the boss up, of bosses. Derek. Yeah, exactly. I'd be like, come on. Um, Carrie Ad used to work in um, WH Smith's and there was a Waterstones next door and her boss once described the uh, battle um, or the ongoing kind of uh, <laughs> battle on the high street between the two shops as like the Somme. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Really, really like that. Like, kind of just bigging something up far too much by himself. We're like, come on, guys, this is the song out there. Wow, <laughs> that's gorgeous. I always remember my dad telling me when, because he was a London taxi driver and he, we lived on the Isle of Wight at the time, so he'd have to go back to London. And he came back to the Isle of Wight and got a cab on the Isle of Wight. And the bloke said to him, like, oh, what do you, what do, you do? And he says, oh, well, I'm a London cabbie. And the bloke, like, turned to him and just said, 
it's like meeting someone from the SAS. And he meant it. it was like, he really meant it. Oh, wow. But I guess actually because, yeah. especially because obviously the knowledge is so respected. Yeah. A guy who's like, Big I've time. only had to learn Isle of Wight. It's literally. Yeah. Yes. It's right, tiny. The sea. And you know all of those roads. Yeah. Yeah, there's one road to learn. You can go north or you can go south. So this, so boss of boss of bosses. What year is it again? We don't know yet. Oh, we don't know yet. And then just a name, and I'm just wondering what you think he was known for. What is he known for? If he's the boss of bosses, I think he's um, organized crime. That sort of yeah. part of criminal group. Spot on. Okay. Yeah, Detective that, no. Pasco, you've got it. I'm giving it to you right away. I mean, the name is kind of a giveaway. And then you're like, we don't have to lean into stereotypes. But yeah, Don Vito, boss of bosses. Yeah. He was actually one of the very first big mafia bosses in Sicily, which is home of the mafia. I don't think that's their tourism slogan. As I said it like that, Sicily, home <laughs> of the mafia. I think you have to know, though, because still there is very old families there. And for mm. instance, if in a restaurant somebody comes in and people kind of stand up or be respectful or leave a table, as a tourist, you still have to do that. Ooh. So you can't be like, tell me, I thought the mafia was history. You have to like get <laughs> up and eat your fish outside. <laughs> have you been? Have you been wow. to Sicily? No, no, no I, haven't, I haven't been to Sicily, actually. I said okay. that so confidently. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I got super excited. Because when I was in Italy, I had a job in Italy for three months. And um, mm. and 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 some t- and people had. I was doing theatre and education in schools, so it wasn't glamorous. But some people did go to Sicily, and then that's what happened to one group: is they were like, so we were just eating, and then this man come in, and everyone was like, went quiet, and then they're like, you've got to move table, and we were like, oh, why? We paid, and they're like, move or yeah. get out. shot to death quickly. Yeah. And, then, and then we're not. like, and then it was apparently it was just a mafia. Exciting. Wow. Unless they just do that for tourists to keep it spicy. <laughs> yeah. I respect yeah. it either way. I love either version of that. Wow. The fact they're just like, these guys look like drama students. Fuck them. Get them out of the window <laughs> seat. We don't yeah. give a shit. Tell them the mafia are here. I don't want them Or it is part of the tourist board. They're like, these guys drama. Yeah. They're going to be talking about this, chatting on the mainland. We'll yes. say to them, don't tell anyone. And it will just all they'll talk about. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Yes. Reverse psychology. Get the PR. Mm. This oh, I love that that was probably like 10 years ago and it's got onto our podcast now. Like yes. it's keeping on going yeah, it's around. Work. Know it. It's work. Home Brilliant. of the mafia. Come here to feel at home. Okay. I have a two-part question now. When was the mafia formed and why was it formed in Sicily? Oh, I think it's, well, okay, I don't know about Sicily, but I feel like the prohibition is when the mafia got like big and powerful in America. Okay. That's all I have to say. <laughs> That's fine. So you're thinking prohibition era? I well, I just I think that's when there was definitely like operations, but that's not that doesn't really help Italy. So it must have obviously existed before then. Yeah, I think it's older. Yeah. I, and I wonder if it's something because a really big thing in Italy was its unification. So they they were all oh, kind of huh. have their very, very own se- separate jurisdictions, including you know like police and laws. And I wonder if it's something like that where they don't like the new rulers. Or, so I would say it was something like that because it will be about power, where they yeah. don't like the mainland or someone else give, having power right. over Sicily. Oh, that's good. Okay. Hannah George. Well, no, it's a great question, isn't it? It's something I haven't considered. Like, why did it happen? And often things like that happen like what Kate says around prohibition or something, basically I imagine something was maybe going wrong 
Right. They needed to sort it. It's a reaction. Yeah, to probably a governmental thing that they were like, right, we've got to sort this. We're not being taken care of. And also being called the family... Like that's about, it feels like locality, Mm. like um, obviously things being passed in a non-official way. Like, so it feels like that, that, that's why it it would be working against the system. Yeah, right. It's be like, we've got local concerns and these Mm. faceless people from over there are trying to run us, but we're the local family that know what we need or whatever. You guys are spot on. Well done. I mean, even the prohibition stuff we will get into because for the United States mafia, that was a very key point. But this, the origins of it have to do with exactly what Sarah said. So this is an island where, because of its location, was always ruled by invaders, just one after another. It's chaotic. It was corrupt. So the mafia did not start as a criminal organization at all, but as um, clans, basically, that were protecting themselves from the rulers, and they had their own rules of justice. It was not about committing crimes at all. So my next question is, do you know what the word mafia means? What's your best guess? If you Does it mean family? Because that's a but really that, that good would, guess. That would, be maf- that would be family, family, like chai tea. <laughs> <laughs> that's a really good guess, though. Muscle. Ooh, like tough I like guy, that, like too. Muscles. Yeah. Muscle family. Muscle. You're with the, you're safe, you're with us, we're strong. Mm. Is, it, is it something like the word clan then? Is it something more similar yeah. to that? I nod at everything because yes, I support yeah. all thoughts here. I know, I love this. It's like there's no wrong answers. Exactly. Tina Taylor is just going, good, thank you for shouting out. <laughs> yeah. Thank you well, for playing the game. <laughs> I, I will say that depending on what source you go to, there are different interpretations. So like muscle mm. might be one of them. Um, uh, is it like if, if Taylor, is it got a Taylor Swift vibe? Is it like squad? It's it stand oh. for your squad. Hold on to that Taylor Swift vibe, Hannah, because that is coming. I will tell oh. you, <laughs> it's a Sicilian Arabic expression, meaning acting as a protector against the arrogance of the powerful. Oh. Wow. Oh, very much the Jackie Weavers of their day. <laughs> <I know>. it's, <laughs> quite, it's quite ironic to start off with like the arrogance of the powerful and then call yourself the boss of bosses. <laughs> <laughs> It's full circle. It's like am- Animal Farm. Yeah. Everyone is equal, but some Power people are does equal. corrupt, actually, yeah. Katie. Yeah, and it really right? didn't stay noble for very long. Oh. So just a well, point of disappointing. interest. Well, no, but we kind of <laughs> saw that coming because we've all watched TV. God um, damn it, human nature. <laughs> you were saying the Taylor Swift vibe. Mafia members actually don't call themselves mafia. Mafia is a very generic term that's used for different criminal criminal organizations they prefer to be called the cosa nostra which means our thing Ah. love that i'm sorry this is kind of our thing you can do your own organization yeah next question chock full of questions tonight guys what was the first crime the mafia began committing how did they just go from sort of organized clans into hey wait we can capitalize on this. And I can give you a hint if you want, but I feel like you might not even need that hint, guys. I believe in you. Okay. <laughs> Is it money laundering? Mm. Like something like that, where, or something to do with like currency, where it's just something so easy, we can just take well, a bit more money. Yeah, it definitely wanna... has to do with money. I mean, the only thing that I'm thinking is 
I always like to bring these uh, crimes back to me. And coming from an island myself, <laughs> I feel as though I'm like thinking, who is the Isle of Wight mafia? And I do think I know. But the point is, you know, the Isle of Wight, very famous for smuggling. Was there some kind of smuggling thing going on? Which ah, islands are quite, see, uh, quite and good that, for? That brings it. I was going to snowball on what Sarah said. And that also links up with what Hannah said. I was thinking some kind of tax evasion. So they were uh-huh. like, it could, the money laundering could be a way of dodging paying something. Or it could be like this smuggling stuff. They don't like basically some outsider has come in and said, right, you will have to pay us tax now. Right. And they're like, no, right. we're not doing it. So they find it's some way of avoiding doing that, which doesn't make sense, but I'm sticking with it. You guys, I, lo- I really love your logic. I would genuinely hire all of you for any number <laughs> of jobs um, if I could <laughs> offer that. My hint was going to be that during this time, it's still very chaotic and there's a lot of violence towards landowners. So I will just tell you to move us along. They began. Police. Ex- they become police, vigilante police. No, they begin extorting money from landowners in exchange for protection. Oh, it's protection. Of course. Protection racket. Okay. The classic. Right. Yes. Yeah, so this is, I mean, this is the origin. Like it began okay. all the way back well, then and carried on, carried on to the Sopranos. Because that's what they would, you know? yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but here's the key is that you, you, what you want is a business where you don't have to move any product, but you have an income. Yeah. And that's what a protection racket is. You actually don't have to make or sell anything yeah. to get money. You literally are selling not even a behaviour. You are selling a threat of not... the. You're not an, a non-behaviour. Yeah. Like, it's the best thing to make money out of. Yeah, you yeah. just have to do one or two things and then hopefully everyone will just take you seriously. And yeah, and then it's post- just generational. It's just generational yeah. then. You don't have to do anything. You can be so lazy. Yeah, absolutely. You just got to flex every now and then. Did you guys um, have all of the rumours about blockbuster videos when you were teenagers that they were no. run by the mafia? So the reason I thought that about stock was because blockbuster videos back when they were successful, <laughs> the whole point was that they the, the, the amount of their stock doesn't change. Because you rent the videos and no one keeps them, which means that it's a, the easiest place to money launder. So are things like laundrettes, something oh, where you're, yeah. you, you, so you don't have income outcome. You don't have to show this is how much we sold because you're just, yeah. right. yeah, so it's the best place wow. to money launder. But I protection love marketeering is even better. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I hope everybody listening is just picking up some tips. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the world has changed. Do what yeah. you need to do. And it's going to be a very difficult couple of years economically, guys. So whatever you need to do, just, <laughs> just please give us credit, actually. We'd like to yeah. be the epicenter of the spree. Yeah. He gave you the intel. <laughs> I'm just picturing trying to pitch that to somebody like, I can protect you. No, really. I Just try, give me money and you'll see, you'll see what I do. So. <laughs> Um, Don Vito was born in 1862 in Palermo. By this time, Italy has been unified, but just for about a year. So it's still complete chaos. Um, As a teenager, he still could not read or write, but he meets someone who teaches him how to read or write. Who do you think that person was? I said read or write. I think it was both, actually. (laughs) Someone will have have heard of then, if you're asking us. Otherwise, it's a not fair question. No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to say, I know, it's, I know it's a job interview, but I will at some point say if it's not fair. <laughs> I really appreciate you pushing back This does back not work there. for me. What type of person, what, what relationship? What were they to him? What were they to him? That's a better way of asking it. It was, was it, Sarah Michelson. 
Was it an inappropriately older than him babysitter that then became his wife or something like that? Um, part of that is correct. Mm. Why? Which part do you wife? think is correct? Oh, inappropriately. Of well, babysitter. he literally just married a teacher. Oh. Oh, yeah. his teacher. No, a uh, teacher. She was the same age. He was a teenager. Oh, okay. She was very young as well. So nothing um, untoward is happening. And no, no, not not yet. Um, it's funny though because they say that they had at least one child, and then she and the children are just written out of history. I could not find another thing about them. Patriarchy. I don't know. Hilarious. So that's all we know. Drunk women solving Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost fifty pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. His dad was working as an armed guard at this point, and that was a job that involved loads of mafioso because he's basically guarding the land. Again, it comes back to protection. He was hired in a legit fashion, but he's next door to you know somebody else who's doing it, and that's how Don Vito is recruited. So to be inducted into the mafia, as we've all seen on TV and in films, you have to go through an initiation ritual. I this actually dates. haven't ever seen that because I've oh, okay. really avoided mafia stuff because I just find it so dull. <laughs> Are you having a kick-ass time now, though? No, I'm enjoying this. <laughs> this, actually, this feels a bit like a quiz, a bit like yes. learning. I'd really like this. I hate that kind of violence. Like, I hate fighting's really hard to watch in film and TV anyway. But that proper, like, one person's on a chair, it's not a fair fight. Mm, I just I get I can't that, bear yeah. it. Even I know my, what you mean. I yeah, mean, I do. I love The Sopranos, but I can't. I, I won't like a character who does that stuff. <laughs> like it's no, yeah, it's really jarring. I don't mm. like those bits. I like. I don't even. I turn away from those bits. Yeah. Well, surprise, to- guys. There's an initiation ritual, <laughs> and it dates. <laughs> so what is it? Well, this is my question to you because it dates all the way back to Sicily in the late 1800s. What do you like think? You should just tell us and stop asking I- us when we really don't know, <laughs> and you know everything. <laughs> <laughs> Such an empowering role being the host. Amazing. Um, <laughs> you could have sent us. You could have sent us an email with all of this info on, and then everyone listening and watching would have thought we were so clever when you were like, "What's the initiation ceremony?" And I was like, "Oh, you had to go swimming with no pants on." Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I think it's not going to be so frat boy. I think it's going to be like you have to kill someone, don't you? Oh God, is it? Not um, an animal, please. No, no, no. It's no. not. It's actually not. Thank nearly God, as dark as you think it's kind of 
It's very dramatic. I will read you. And this is interesting because this is a firsthand account from someone who went through it. He says, I entered a mysterious room where there were many men armed with guns sitting around a table. In America, we just call that a diner. (laughs) In the center of the table, there was a skull drawn on a piece of paper and a knife. To be admitted, I had to undergo an initiation consisting of some trials of loyalty and the pricking of the lower lip with the tip of the knife. The blood from the wound soaked the skull. This is so homoerotic, isn't it? It is a little bit. (laughs) Isn't it? It is a little bit. I'm also pissed off by this paragraph because I'm left wanting more when someone says, consisting of some trials of loyalty. Like, well, tell me what those were. Um, The reason it's been short is because actually it's like, do you promise... To be loyal. Yes. <laughs> Prove it. Yes. It's a tiny speck of blood. I oh, no. I'll do it. Also, I kind of think like as someone who has like busted their lip open before in the past, like, and the way I did it was that I was with my friend when we were about eight years old and we were in a jacuzzi because we went swimming and there was a jacuzzi there and she was jumping up and down in the middle of the jacuzzi and I looked over at what she was doing. And she came out and like headbutted me in oh. the lip. So then it was like blood jacuzzi because of yeah. like just how much blood. Like, but that's the thing. If you're gonna like but do Hannah, something, you're to in sort the mafia have... now. You're in the mafia. I was gonna yeah. say, yeah. If, if they find out, you're all a they jacuzzi. Have to do is check your loyal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone will have to leave restaurants for you now, Hannah. Yeah. Whenever you, whenever you want, like Pizza Ooh. Hut, Pizza Express, wherever you go. <laughs> Does that include like cues in Pratt and stuff? Yeah, I'm yeah. Down with as long as there's Italian food in there, they do like these meatball subs. Just point at them and then like get out of here. On that, Deliveroo, they'll know. They'll that's fucking, the rules. They'll, they'll absolutely know. They'll come to you before they go anywhere else. You'll get other people's deliveries probably now. Yeah. I can't believe I'm in the mafia. Free stuff. Yeah. How did I not realise that? Because also like my blood went on her skull because yeah. she right. hit me in the face. You didn't even know it was initiation. Oh, shit. <laughs> I wondered why I'm so tough all the time. But I thought it was just me, but me. Were there tests of loyalty? Was she like, do you like me? Am I your best friend? Am I your best friend? <laughs> I think I failed because I had to say, no, it's Katie Thorogood. And like, that well, didn't go down well. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. You right. failed the initiation. Yeah, there's a, there's a price on your that head. food, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So... Huge jaunty montage. Don Vito is kicking off his mafia career in Sicily. It's all going great in an immoral kind of way. There's extortion here, assaults there. He's committing lots of crimes. He doesn't do any time, though, until this happens. He kidnaps someone. What type of person do you think he might have kidnapped? Okay, we know he's got teachers as a type. Guys. Got teachers <laughs> as a type. So, so has he been back around the primary school checking out ladies? Could it be and that someone else in education? Maybe a headmaster now. He's gone up in the world. <laughs> I like your thinking. I like your thinking. And right now I'm like, fuck me. I didn't take any notes. I've got no callbacks to do because like, <laughs> you're a genius. Why do I never take notes? Well, if, you want, if you want one of mine, Hannah, I've Go written on. down um, when Taylor said it took me a second. She she meant jaunty montage, but I thought she said jaunty montage. So I wrote it down. <laughs> I thought it was a man. <laughs> If you want to, you can have that. <laughs> Thank you. My answer is that. Team on charge. That's a gift I, to us all. I I think he kidnapped somebody that his mafia is at war with. So maybe like a rival protection racket, or maybe someone who's hurt one of the landowners that he's supposed to be protecting. Or maybe okay. a family member. Then maybe it is someone's daughter. Okay. Yeah. Which is which is very grim, but people they do kind of. But weren't they, wasn't there supposed to be a whole mafia thing that they only hurt other mafias? Like oh, really? not, 
Well, they're not supposed to hurt civilians or... Oh, that's I, good. I suppose if they're family... I don't I don't know. I'm pulling this out of my ass. There are codes of conduct that have changed a whole lot when it's convenient. But yeah, yeah. there are codes of conduct. Um, guidelines. So there are some got rough guidelines. <laughs> the pirate's code. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically... He did kidnap a young woman, but she was a oh, nineteen. Wow. She was a nineteen-year-old baroness. And Katie, what you were describing, they were doing all the time. They would, oh, okay. They would kidnap enemies and extort. It's all about extortion, so yeah. they would get ransom money all the time. Now he he tries to do this with the baroness, who's basically somebody you know born into nobility with political powers, and he's doing this because he wants to try to extort money from the government at the time. Um, the government at the time was super corrupt and basically in cahoots with the mafia. So they're doing favors for each other back and forth. But in this case, they're like, no, this is too far. This is way too public. Everyone will find out how uh-huh. obvious it was that we gave him money. So they finally put him in jail. He mm. does three years time and he's released in 1900. Now to escape police surveillance, because anyone who does time for the mafia then gets followed by the police. Um even if it's just for show, it's still happening. He moves somewhere else. Mm. Where do you think he moves? Can I just stop you there? Yeah, I've got some questions for you now. Too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt because, I have answers. <laughs> no, because this this Baroness did yeah. she survive? Firstly, yeah, she survived. So she was all well. And so yeah. now I'm kind of fascinated with her story. Not only was her crime so integral to this bad man going to prison. But like the rest of her life, like this huge thing happened. It's very true. What's her story? I don't know her story, but what a good question. She was only 19. At the time. At but the time. She was like, like 50 or 60 and an old lady telling her grandkids, oh, did I ever tell you about the time? I know. I'm the one who <laughs> yeah. landed him in jail. Such a good point. Yeah. I know she's, nothing she's, about She's her. been dining out on that story yeah. <laughs> all this yeah, time. Of she's she still has. telling it because Italians live much longer than we do. They do. <laughs> Where do you think he moves? Oh, did you have more questions for me, Sarah? No, that was it. <laughs> I just wanted to make a point about how um, we, we, some of the supporting characters aren't getting the same attention. Do you know what? We feel the same way and we really do like foreshadow the female protagonists of the crime yeah. stories mm. and also what we what we often end up doing is if there is a, a woman we always try and exonerate her and blame the men we take yes. it so but, far sometimes so but we, i can always <laughs> you talk about empathy i can always find no matter how horrific i'm like yeah but but this is why it's it? really good to notice that because that's what men have for each other as well and that's why it's problematic that so many of the judges are them mm. so, so, because of course we have the same things we go like and this is an awful example, but it's the first one that comes to my mind. Like mm. when Brock Turner committed his crime, and oh, then the yeah. judge said, "What a waste yeah. of his life!" Um, yeah. it's, beca- yeah. it's because he couldn't help but see himself in him. Yes, in, in a way that yes, we yeah. never would, yeah. because that's so far away from our behaviour. But to a yeah. man who has a similar circuitry, he could imagine him that happening to him. And it's yeah. just, mm. and, and now the rest of my life is pretty much ruined. Yeah, like, yeah. just because yeah. I raped an unconscious woman. So yeah. unfair. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So a very but it is that same true. thing. My mum, I know we talked about her a bit earlier, so I can say this. So she was a magistrate, and with magistrates, there's always three of you. So it does stop because anyone can be a magistrate. It does stop an abuse of power to an extent. Ooh. But my mum never sent a woman down. 
Wow. Uh, she, was, she was very proud of it. But, but no, but it's not, but it is, I mean, it's still sexism, but essentially she was just like, it's someone's <laughs> it, mum. We're going to work it out. I'm going to argue with these two guys until they just want to go home. <laughs> but also, it's, that's awesome because it's like, it's repairing what went wrong. But also I think it must be something that people see a lot in, probably in the police, but especially in the judiciary. It's just people going, bad decisions, poor education and actual poverty. Like mm-hmm. literally going, if those things weren't there, it's not about good and bad people very often with like those kind of crimes. No, Especially it's about limited choices. Yeah. And bad decisions, thinking you mm. didn't have a better decision, all of that stuff. Mm. So so that should be extended, not not just based on gender. Well mm. said. Where the fuck did he move, guys? America. Oh, you think America? I th- did he go to America? Oh, Taylor's already said a America. <laughs> <laughs> he I did. Agree. He moved to America. He moves to New York. He goes where you would expect he would go, although he does spend some time in New Orleans as well. Now, he is working as a fruit vendor. Do you think that he goes clean for a time or does he jump right back into the crime network? Mm. so he's, okay. he's he's partly moved here to avoid the police surveillance mm-hmm. so he might just be laying low I think he might lay low for a tiny bit longer just to make sure the police haven't followed him okay. you'd, want to assess, you'd want to assess yeah everything as well because you'd want to actually see who who's doing what and where you fit in yeah you've got to get the lay of the land before you yeah. start breaking the yeah, rules yeah there's no LinkedIn in hundred <laughs> like New York is there like you can't just go straight in and be like oh me? The boss of bosses? Yeah, hi. Yeah, like, you right. got to check who's in play. Yeah, yeah, LinkedIn wasn't till like 1904. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> so there you like go. He was on his own. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, never give yourself a nickname. I love the LinkedIn. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> I'm just picturing the LinkedIn of that time, like, survive typhoid, hire me. <laughs> <laughs> what were you saying, HG? Oh no, it's gone. I can't remember. And but then, I imagine it was blisteringly funny. It was amazing, wasn't it? <laughs> and and I, sang fe- I sang female workplace over it and it was not audible. <laughs> That's the opposite of what that jingle is about. My God. Um, <laughs> he actually jumps right into it because the networks between Sicily and New York are very tight. So he knows who to talk to. Uh, he knows who he needs inroads. to get in with. Yeah, so he's got this cover job as a fruit vendor. And he so gets you don't involved. need LinkedIn when you're the mafia. You don't. No. You are LinkedIn. Yeah. The mafia actually means LinkedIn. I lied yeah. before. <laughs> um, he gets involved with the Morello family. Uh, the head of the Morello family then was Giuseppe Morello. He was the first boss. And later down the line, the Morello family was run by somebody called Frank Morello, who went on to inspire a fictional character. Who do you think that fictional character might have been? We're in the early 1900s. We are, yeah, 1900, 1901. But that's Giuseppe, but Frank is his son. Oh, it's not his son. Frank is like a nephew, like a great generation. But he's a generation younger. So 1950s is when Frank... Yeah, is in power. Oh, so is it one of the one of the good fellas? Oh, good call. Is it Tony Montana or is he called Tony yeah. Montana the Scarface? Oh, but he's seventies, right? Seventies, eighties, like he's but not fifties. But, but then maybe he's based on someone historically a little bit before that. Mm. I'm going to go for um, Danny Zuko from Greece because he's a bit <laughs> of a bad boy. <laughs> 
I, I really, I really I want, want to give that, it to I you. I want that to be true. Yeah. I really want it to be true. I, Katie, I've, got I've, got, I've got everything crossed. <laughs> Katie, I'm so sorry. Did you give an answer? I'm losing no, the plot here. I, sorry. Um, what do you think? Yeah, I'm thinking like the Godfather. It's the um, Godfather. Oh! It's Vito Corleone himself. Oh, Don Corleone. So, yeah. Things were serious in Sicily, but the Morellos are about hardcore vengeance. Like, they are brutal. And it's estimated that around this time, they committed at least 60 murders in about 10 years. And those are just the ones that we know about. So you did not cross these guys without pain. Now, they were known for a specific type of execution that became their calling card in New York. Any ideas what that might have been? So it'll be was something it always... to scare people off, wouldn't it? Did, so it will be horrible. Did it make it into The Godfather? Can we just copy that? Yes. Was it always on the day of his daughter's wedding? And she had to just I've, keep I've getting remarried. When they asked for the Your daughter has to get married. I'm going to kill somebody. Do you know what? I watched The Godfather so late in life because I, I got sick of people going like, you've never seen The Godfather? Oh, my God. And I was like, I've never wanted to. Like, sort yeah. of similar thing. I just wasn't drawn to it. And then I finally watched it right after I moved to London and I had gotten a really bad ear infection. So I would watch it subtitled, but with the volume all the way up. And my roommate hated me because she would come home. She's like, oh, my God, are you still working through The Godfather? So I'd watch it in little chunks. And I remember none of it. I don't. Oh. So I don't even know, Katie, is my answer. I'm not. I've not, I've not seen The Godfather either, so I don't know how they killed people in it. But I oh want it to God. be something like slitting a throat and letting people bleed out, like something. Ugh. Or the other thing is, like, if you stab people in the guts, it takes ages to actually die and it's very painful. So something mm. like that. Because I feel like, yeah, I feel like it should be a knife, not a gun. Yeah, and, and also it's got to be a deterrent mm. for, like, you don't want to die, you don't want to cross these people. But like, also, I'm getting caught up in stereotypes from cartoons. Now I'm thinking, they put this stuff in cartoons that we saw when we were kids of like, you know, the concrete on the feet and then putting oh, them in a... yeah, in the water. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so now okay. I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about cartoon death because that's ever yeah. so jolly. And in, and, that... and in New York, there is that bay, isn't there? Yeah. Where yeah. they would do it. Yeah. The sleeping with the fishes thing. Yeah, right. yeah. So is it? Is it? They 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 drown them. They they push push them into. A... Yeah, while they were still alive. Mm. These are all very valid thoughts and the points. cartoon one especially. <laughs> well, I was going to come to that actually, Katie. So um, the thing that you really nailed is that it was all about being a deterrent. The death itself actually was not public, so they would often just shoot them, or sometimes they would. Uh, well, I'll put it, I'll just read the way I wrote it rather than trying to improvise it. They were known as barrel murders. So I don't know if you've ever heard of this, but it became a thing in Sicily and then it was brought over to New York. The victim was either dead when they'd put them in the barrel or dying and they'd put them into these big wooden barrels and they wouldn't sink them. They would put them on the sidewalk in front of, you know, the rival gang's house or the victim's family uh, as, a, as a warning. Wow. Yeah. I'll talk about the cement. It's called cement shoes, Katie, what you're talking mm. about. From the cartoon. Yeah. So wow. that, I mean, that's like the nickname for it, cement shoes. That became one of the biggest cliches about the mafia. Like that's yeah. how they're murdering people. But it turns out, and I didn't know this until I researched this case, there's only one 
verified case of that ever happening. Really? And it wasn't discovered till 2016. With the ones that you said, oh, that's just the ones we know about. You know, maybe they were <laughs> doing, there's a whisper campaign of concrete shoes. Do you only have to do something like that once for that to be what you're known for? Because you literally made someone some cement shoes. If you shit yourself yeah. in assembly, the rest of the school, <laughs> you're going to be... Like, it's not going to be like I only did it once in 2016 it's really <laughs> unfair why is everyone always talking about it yeah, yeah like, so whatever like, shit pants yeah exactly. <laughs> oh wow yeah. you're right yeah so they're basically going like there's another barrel okay we're tra- yeah we're tracking the barrel yeah. the other thing is is that rival gangs are starting to use the barrel method so that they can just blame the mafia oh, like okay. what a convenient yeah. thing to do like oh that yeah. body belongs you- to you now if you were going to like poison your husband to try and get rid of him, that's exactly what you'd do. Just shove him in a barrel yeah. outside Marjorie's house. Get it oh, chalked yeah. up to yeah. the barrel people. Yes. So um, there's a specific New York cop at this time who's starting to really sniff out the mafia activity. He's getting closer to lots of arrests in the Morello family. And they hate him, not just because he's getting close, but for another reason. Why do you think they might really detest this guy? Um, I think he used to be in the mafia. Okay. Yeah, okay. I think I think he's he's uh, he's gone clean. Yeah, and gone blue. Yeah. Why would they hate him? Is he anti-Italian? Is he racist? Mm. Okay. Oh yeah, anti-immigrant. I want it to be that he's really annoyingly camp, <laughs> and actually, it's just a personality thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here to solve the crime. And, just, and they're like, we're serious mafia guys. Can you take us seriously? Like, oh, stop being so silly. <laughs> like, I think it's that. Anybody got a barrel? I'm looking yeah, for a barrel. They, they just don't gel. No, that's it. It's just personality differences. They're like, you make what we're doing seem buffoonery, but actually this is deadly serious. Next thing you know, people are making TV shows about us and movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's, probably, he's, he's probably got a camera crew following him like he's doing reality TV, trying <laughs> to clean up the streets. And they think that's he shouldn't be doing that either. They yeah. don't want to be in the background of his reality show. <laughs> so it was basically because he's Italian. He's Italian born. He was oh, actually it's the opposite of what I said. Yeah, he's the first Italian speaking cop that served for NYPD and he can't be bought. So they resent him so much because oh. they're like, you've got the same background as we do and this is the way you went. So they can't stand him. His name is Joe Petrosino and he was a real pioneer of tracking organized crime. Like some of the tactics that he employed are still used today. So he's a big historical figure. How do you reckon things turned out for Joe? Does he wind up in a barrel? I mean, it's a reasonable guess. Yeah, I think he definitely died. And then we know he's not cement feet. Yes. Because yeah. we've got the statistic yeah. of one lockdown. Yeah. So that's narrowed it down. <laughs> I think he got sh- shot and killed, yeah. Okay. You are correct. He was assassinated. Mm. I mean, we sort of saw that coming. But where do you think he got assassinated? How do you think they set it up? I mean, I'm desperate for one of them to go rogue. So did one of them pretend that they turned and said, hey, this is where we're doing the thing. And then actually it was a double-double bluff (gasps) kind of thing. Yes, triple agent. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I want it to be that, but also an episode at the finale of his reality show. So... (laughs) 
<laughs> so he thinks they're going to have just like a bitch fight with like some cameras in the bushes. <laughs> they assassinate him. And it's a real tearjerker, that episode. Oh, it is so <laughs> sad. Especially I hate it when they keep doing the flash forwards and the flashbacks. Just like, oh, no, they kill him. It was an awful pasta lunch. <laughs> Katie, any thoughts? Uh, <laughs> I absolutely love that this has been brought to, to the discussion. It's so good. Joe um, Casino. Uh, oh, was it in a casino? Was it to rhyme with his name? Did they do something like it was like, like, it, was a, like it was a limerick? Shot him in the knee. Oh no, in the casino, like that kind of thing. <laughs> and that was then cut from Greece, which is out of order because it's a yeah. great song. Yeah. Sprang out of order. <laughs> Here's what happened. He was actually assassinated in Italy because oh, wow. he was so invested in investigating what was going on that he wanted to get some intel from the Sicilian mafia. So he travels to Rome and he, he writes a letter back to New York saying, I'm leaving Rome now for Sicily, but I. Oh, yeah. I had a feeling that I was being followed. So I'm just letting you know, have observed that I'm being followed. The big reveal of that is that this was an informant who got word to Sicily before he managed to travel there. And somebody said this, actually, there was a bit of double crossing. They pretend to be the informant. So they say, let's go have a drink at this bar and I'll meet you at 9 p.m. And as he's there waiting for a drink. They shoot him. Six men are arrested for the murder. In Italy or America? Not all of them were in Italy at the time, but I think it's two of them are in New York and they know that they were behind it and then the rest were over there. And Don Vito is in Italy at the time as well. But my question is, is Don Vito one of the ones that goes down? Because six men are arrested and convicted, put into prison for this murder. Is Don Vito one of them? He wouldn't be called the boss of bosses if he kept going to prison of prisons. (laughs) I think he gets away with it as one. We know that it came from him, but he didn't go to prison. I want to say the opposite just to be different, but that is what I think. But I'm going to say opposite just to be different. It is not the opposite. He is released. He's arrested, but he's released because he comes up with an alibi. But he is thought to be the mastermind of this entire operation because he was the one guy that had connections in both places. Right. The Morello family were native to, you know, they've obviously Italian lineage, but native to New York. So he's the guy with both connections. The fact that he gets away with this, though, this particular crime just cements his reputation as untouchable. They're like, right. oh my gosh, this guy, because he's getting arrested a lot. And also, his peaches convicted. and oranges are delicious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because he also has a fruit stall, which is so perfect. You can't deny <laughs> how good the fruit is. Oh, yeah. At what point do you like? I remember sort of like having to give up my day job to sort of pursue writing. And I was kind of like, at what point do you do that as a mafia guy? You're like, oh, but the fruit stall, it kind of brings me the money. And I feel like I'll feel more like a mafia guy if I give up the fruit stall. I and... think it's the opposite to us. Because for us, it was people like going, like, have you gone pro yet? Have you gone pro? And you're like, no, I still temp. It looked like failure. It was for them. It looked like respectability so absolutely yeah. Like, yeah I'm still temping I'll no now I have her. two fruit stalls yeah interesting one yeah, in New yeah. Jersey I'm double bluffing my temping yeah mm. he has some amazing years he's very powerful he's a mayor of a town at one point he gets a position oh, in parliament nice. like he is all powerful he is owning this and just kind of a fun fact historians consider him 
the sort of originator of the mafia boss cliche because he started wearing very expensive suits and being very public about whining and dining. And so all of these images that we have, this was Don mm. Vito. He's like, this is how we're going to do this. We're going to be showy mm. about this. His power does not last. He's finally brought down to justice. Why do you think he loses his position of power? What would have changed? Oh, the prohibition ends. Mm. Well, prohibition has nothing. He's back in Italy now. He's in Sicily oh. now. He okay. stays in Sicily. Sorry, I may not people, have said that. People often use their power if they either do something adorable or <laughs> silly. So I think, you know, like, what if everyone found out he was a furry? <laughs> and, they're, and they were like, oh, I'm not going to kink shame him. Like, absolutely do what you need to do in your own sex life. But also, oh, yeah, he dresses up as a little Dalmatian. <laughs> and it's so hard to respect him now. I like that. I'm just trying to desperately think of all the gangster films I've seen and all of the things that bring someone down. Often it's another family. It's another kind of thing. Yeah, and oh, it's so aging. It's like ape behavior. Like, you can be the main chimp or the main gorilla but you get weak and then a younger one just has to challenge you and then your power's gone that's what happens in the in the jungle yeah and as well like or just making bad decisions like Mm. getting too attached to something that isn't going to work and then Mm. yeah like he said okay i'm going to ban ice cream Everyone be like, what the fuck, mate? This is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. This what, is... We're, we're, what are we going to do on the beach on a sunny day? Think it through. <laughs> this is our thing. This is what people like yeah. about us. Yeah. We're Italians. We literally, it's gelato. Shut up. This is our yeah. thing. This is Cosa Nostra. Come on. <laughs> Why he loses power is because Mussolini comes into power. Oh. He comes, yeah, he comes okay. into power in 1922. And whereas before you had this prime minister who was very pro-mafia, we're going to use them to our advantage, Mussolini hated the mafia and he cracks down huh. on them. So the mafia almost disappears in Italy during really? Mussolini's rule, whereas in the US... Well, Mussolini's his own mafia, isn't he? Yeah, mm. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. He's not going to share that kind of power with anyone. He's put on trial. He does this huge roundup. There's like 150 mafia members who are all put on trial. So my last question is, how many crimes is he found guilty of? Because he, he is found guilty and he does do time. 66. 66. Very good. Clickety-click. Clickety-click. I'm just, I think it's 11. I'm just, I think it's 11. 11. 11. 11. <laughs> I, I don't know why I've turned into a bingo caller. 11. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to desperately. Top of the shop, 90. So let's go 90. It's the only one I can remember. He is found guilty of just one crime. <gasps> Kelly's eye, number one. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that knowledge would come in. Okay. Wow, Hannah. Didn't and think it would be on the Mafia case. I don't know it's Kelly's eye. Who's Kelly? I don't know. Cyclops, I guess. Is it? Kelly's eye. Cyclops. Kelly's short for Cyclops. Is this an Isle of Wight bingo call? <laughs> I'm sure it's Kelly's eye, number one. Is it? One little duck. No, I'm not doubting you. I just didn't know it was the- Kelly. Yeah, Kelly's Fingers on your hand. It's six, you understand. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm very sorry. Okay. That's very rude. That's very rude. What a cliche. So he's convicted of a murder, which actually happened decades ago. And it's just what they happen to have some evidence about. But he swears he hasn't done it. And he stands up in court and says, of all the crimes I committed, you convict me of the one I didn't do. He's sentenced to life in prison, and that's where he is thought to have died at the age of 81. However, there are some rumors that he 
cut a deal long before that and escaped under protection and went and lived a quiet life somewhere. We'll never be very sure, but here's to family. We're going to do a listener crime. So, okay. uh, unfortunately, it starts with my listener crime. I apologize in advance for the long saga. I'm going to read it really fast. And it's not a long saga. I live in the outer east of Melbourne. Oh, God, these details. I'm just kidding. Thanks for sending me <laughs> But It might be relevant because there's the worst murders in the world are in Australia. Mm-hmm. So oh. I'm... Especially, and I know I love, Mel, Mel, I love the idea well. that it's like a murder, and Ted is like, <laughs> yeah. we're really going to rush through this, rush yes. through this so murder. Give this, give this respect it deserves in case it's a murder case. It's <laughs> if, it is, if it is, we should ring the police for them. Okay, <laughs> Might do, but tomorrow, because what time is it there? It's not convenient. No, it's, no, it's early morning. This is perfect time. Oh, this is it. There. It's we'll breakfast. Yeah. This will just have that coffee. Yeah. So, do you remember that sentence? Because I'm just going to carry on. And nearby, we have an area where locals meet with their dogs. It's informal, and it's great for socializing for both humans and dogs. A dog park friend, (laughs) a dog park friend, collected four timber deck chairs from Gumtree, which are surprisingly comfortable for anyone passing by to use, and that's really lovely during lockdown. I would never buy chairs for a public space. I want to be that person. If you do, and they're stolen, but if the if the crime is that they've been stolen, Ooh. you've given them to the world. You can't decide where they are, and that you get to every day. If someone's sitting down, go, oh, I bought that. If that is the crime, I've just early said, I don't. It care. is the crime, okay. Sarah, and okay. that's that's interesting. So during lockdown last year, one of the chairs disappeared. We soon found out that an occasional visitor to the park admitted that she took it and that she would return it next winter. Grr. <laughs> next winter? Did yeah. the dog write this? <laughs> <laughs> Did one of the puppies from the park write a letter in? A side note, I never liked her after she defended our PM, Scott Morrison, for taking a holiday to Hawaii during our bushfire disaster last summer. I love the details <laughs> Oh. By the way, don't like this person. Okay, so you should do a bushfire with... No, you shouldn't, actually, because she's anti-bushfires. I was going to say she should burn all the rest of the chairs, but that oh. actually isn't an effective end to this. Well, then, about three months later, <laughs> another chair disappeared. A couple weeks later, a man that not many people like... Sorry, there's just a lot of, like, who do we like? <laughs> we not. He wasn't invited to our Christmas barbecue. Said, "Did you notice the chair's back?" And said he had found it uh, a few hundred meters away. This man's in his sixties, and he's recently had a knee operation. And he said it was very heavy to lift. The dump chair had been spotted by another dog park friend earlier that day on his way to work at the same location. Dodgy knee man. That's harsh. Pointed to yeah. who took the chair. Thank you so much t- uh, for taking the time to read my letter. Angela Jenkins, thank you for writing that in. Angela, but- Angela took the chair, number one. And she's doing this to make herself look innocent. Like, that's so blatant. And they all need to get a life. They really do have too much time on their hands. Look, I love my dog so much. He's my best friend. But they're using it as an excuse to hang around other people, and that's wrong. <laughs> you have a dog so you don't have to ever talk to anyone ever again. Uh-huh. <laughs> They call that dogging, I think, is when you use yeah, your... I'm yeah, a, I'm, a, I'm a really so passionate about dogging, I don't talk to other people anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
God, no wonder I'm so desperate for a dog. I'm so, I can't, I just, sometimes I don't want to do people anymore. Yeah, it's that, 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 this comes this point. So my, I've had my dog for two years, but it comes to point where you're so dog broody that all of life is awful without them. And then, and I can say now, because I've had him for two years, it's the happiest I've ever been. Oh. And I cry every day about how much I love him. So oh. just the, soon, the sooner the better if you're on the fence and waiting. Well, speaking of fences, the the issue is I've got to get a higher fence because I, mm. I want the old greyhound and they can really jump. Anyway, this isn't about that, me. That's no, that's it's much more interesting than the letter, actually. <laughs> it's, a fi- it's a fixable problem. Get a fence. <laughs> Guys, anything to weigh in on in the chairs? Yeah, sorry, I was too gobby at the beginning. Not at all. No, it was Not good. at all. Was this good. is what we like in detectives. Don't hold back. Sometimes you've got to interject. Absolutely. I mean, I'm all for the dog park, of course. Like, very big fan. I think it's interesting because it's nice. But if I, for example, went anywhere, like, for example, in the summer, I went to the beach with some friends on the Isle of Wight and I took some plastic garden chairs with me because the beach isn't very, you know, it's quite pebbly. My friend was pregnant. So I was like, she needs a chair, man. I'm not making her sit on the, like, on the, the pebbles and stuff. So we took a whole load of those chairs down to the beach. I wouldn't leave them on the beach for the next time we went to the... Like, it's kind of like the fact that she said a few months later, the second deck chair was, I mean, I love the people of this town because that sounds like, why would they leave it that? It lasted but, that long, I know. I think yeah. it, you're it, too trusting. It's, it's audacious, you're, you're right. It's a public space. If you put something into it, everyone will assume that they are for the public. And that's what I think about by giving something and then going, oh, who's taken my chair? It's like, it's not your chair. And if someone did take it, say if it was that original lady again, I still think like, it's it's completely fair. I've, I honestly think once they're out in the world like that, can you hear my dog snoring? I actually I heard really a loudly. tiny bit. Is he there? Can you can we see him? Yeah, I'll, I'll show you because I'm gonna take the mic down. So he he only he only snores for a very small amount. Oh, he looks very cute. <laughs> this is what people need to join up. Yeah, this is it's becoming a dog podcast, and I'm here for it. Oh mate, where is he? Under the desk, I'll just light him up. Oh, oh, my God. I'm so sorry you're on a podcast. Oh, that is a cute dog. I love the fact he's been there the whole time. Just yeah. like, he was so asleep. He was so asleep. And when I put the ring light down, he was like, oh, God. <laughs> I, I did feel bad when you showed him, like, and his eye is wide open now. Yeah. He was having a dream. Guys, Aww. Angela Jenkins, okay. I'm sure that was helpful on any number of levels. <laughs> We solved it. Sarah, there is just enough time to ask you, what have you got going on? Is there anything you'd like to tell us about or plug? No, not really. Just my deck chair stealing criminal ring. If you are worried about someone stealing your chairs, all you have to do is give me £60 and all of your chairs will be fine. <laughs> Love how specific that is. She brought it okay. back to the extortion. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not greedy, Hannah. I just want £60. Pounds. Do you know what? I respect that. Absolutely. I mean, the mafia in me thinks, come on, we could do a bit better, but no. You're I'm not mafia, you're jacuzzi. It's a totally different branch. Okay. Guys, this has been really, really fun. Sarah, thank you so much for being with us today. We've had Sarah Pascoe! Drunk Women Solving Crime is produced by Amanda Redman with music by The Lion and the Wolf. You can follow us on Twitter at Drunk Women Pod and on Facebook and Instagram at Drunk Women Solving Crime. And please review us on Apple Podcasts. Also, if you've got a petty crime you want us to solve, then please write it in that review and we'll solve it. Thank you so much to ACAST for hosting us and thank you for listening.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.